Welcome to CyberCast. I'm your host, Nikki Henderson. We're in a somewhat of a cybersecurity movement. The federal government is positioning itself alongside technology leaders to drastically change how the nation does cyber to combat increasing sophisticated threats to personal data and government systems. Quantum computing is an emerging tech area that will have impacts in many different industries. For cybersecurity, quantum computing has the potential of creating numerous opportunities for teams to detect and deflect cyber attacks before they happen. DARPA is one agency exploring quantum's potential. Dr. Joe Altpeter, the program manager in the Defense Sciences Office at DARPA, is talking with me today about quantum computing. DARPA is creating and preventing technological surprise and is focused on reducing the uncertainty around quantum computers. The agency is also looking at how useful they will be and how hard it would be to build one. DARPA is really excited about two of its current quantum computing programs, quantum benchmarking and one that was recently released, the underexplored systems for utility-scale quantum computing. Alt-Peter speaks with me in detail about DARPA's quantum computing journey, the challenges, and what the future holds. So I'm, I'm what's called a program manager in the Defense Sciences Office, and program managers have kind of a unique role at DARPA. There's not many of us here. I think there's something like 100 um, spread throughout something like six offices. And we, we really come in with a vision of what we would like to change. And, and if there's a way we think that we can make a positive difference through a program, through like a big coordinated project, and we're term limited, we typically have four years to sprint as fast as we can to try to make that change. And the DARPA has a pretty good track record of, of succeeding more often than it fails. What are some of your top priorities for the quantum computing program at DARPA? Yeah, okay, so that's a great question. I can't talk enough about what we hope to do in quantum computing. So I have two quantum computing programs at DARPA. DARPA has program managers will typically have two or three, sometimes four programs they run, which are large projects that involve lots of institutions. I, I guess to explain the two that I have in quantum computing, I wanted to talk a little bit about how we at DARPA see the space so there's there's a lot of hype in quantum computing. I don't know if you followed this this space before, but and if you've you've seen that there's just a ton of hype everywhere about talking about quantum computers. Is that is that something you've noticed, Nikki? I'm in a, a learning stage right now. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem, no problem. Well, I guess so. I, I what what I typically will tell people is that I've had the privilege to work with some of the you know, smartest physicists in the world. And if I think of like, say, the 10 smartest physicists I've worked with, I would say about half are convinced that quantum computers are going to be the most important technology of the 21st century. They're going to revolutionize a dozen industries. It's critical that the US lead in this area. And the, the other half think that if you could build a useful quantum, if you could build a big quantum computer, which you won't be able to, it still will not do anything that a regular vanilla classical supercomputer couldn't do. And DARPA's mission is really to prevent strategic surprise. We're really all about creating and preventing technological surprise. And I can't think of a bigger source for possible surprise than a technology where we're pretty sure that how good it's going to be is going to fall somewhere between totally transformative and amazing and 
useless. It's somewhere in that range, somewhere between most important and nothing. And so my programs here at DARPA are really precisely focused on trying to reduce that surprise, reduce that uncertainty and figure out how useful do we think these things really could be and, and how hard is it really to build one? And so I have two programs that tackle the two halves of that question. The first is called the Quantum Benchmarking Program. Uh, and its goal is really to figure out, well, what, what would winning look like for a quantum computer? Like, what, what do we really hope that they will be able to do specifically? Like, if you had a really giant, perfect quantum computer today, what, what would you do with it? And what kind of difference would it make? So we're recruiting teams from all over the country and internationally to bring us their best ideas of what would you do with a quantum computer? How would you measure success? What difference in the world would it make so we can really have a benchmark, kind of a ruler to judge progress and make sure we're driving towards the, the right goal? One of, one of my colleagues here at DARPA sometimes says that making a useful quantum computer is like uh, trying to build a rocket ship to the moon. Uh, if, but you want to make sure that you want to measure progress in building a rocket ship by measuring how high the planes can fly. Because while that's a big technological achievement, it's, it's, it doesn't matter how good your planes are, they're not gonna get you to the moon. The other program I have is kind of the other half, which is if we did know what we wanted to do with one, you know, if we didn't know the, the change it could make if we had one, how hard do we think it's gonna make to build one? I mean, a lot of scientists and engineers think that it could take 30, 40, 50 years to build a useful quantum computer. But there's a, a lot of organizations out there who are advertising that they've got a special proprietary way to get there a lot faster. And because part of our mission is to reduce surprise, we would like to really verify and validate those claims. So a program that just got out on the street, um, I think it, the program solicitation was released uh, eight or nine days ago, and it's, it's called the Underexplored Systems for Utility Scale Quantum Computing Program. And its goal is really to try to figure out, is there a surprising path to a big useful quantum computer that we don't know about or don't properly understand? And we're hoping that companies, organizations will engage with us who think they really know how to build a big useful quantum computer. And we wanna give them the opportunity to, to prove it and work with them in a sort of rigorous collaborative verification and validation plan to make sure we understand is there a surprising path to get one of these machines that's faster than people think? Wow. Well, then there are some really exciting things uh, going on there. Um, where do you see the development of quantum going and how will this, do you think, impact DOD at large? That's a great question. I mean, one, one of the reasons we're doing this, like I said, there are there are people who are claiming that they're, you know, they're hopeful that if you could really make a big working quantum computer, it could do things like figure out uh, a, a better way to make corrosion resistance in Navy ships. It could have a better way to optimize supply chain log logistics. It could have a better way to discover new drugs, new pharmaceuticals that can help deal with deadly diseases, new ways to combat climate change by coming up with a, a better way to make fertilizer, uh, do nitrogen fixation come up with better solar cells or, or better batteries. It's really a huge list of the, the ways that people are hopeful quantum computers will be transformative. But like I said, DARPA is, is really taking a, a rigorous skeptical view of this because we really want to figure out when people say, we're going to revolutionize material science, or we're going to revolutionize chemistry, what precisely um, do they mean? What, what problems specifically are they hoping to solve? 
And then what we want to do is we want to say, well, okay, how do we solve that problem today? What's the right metrics? Like what's the right yardstick to measure progress towards that goal? What, what's the, the regular vanilla classical computer we should be using to compare? And what kind of progress in building a quantum computer do we have to make to realize that kind of change? Now, that was, that was like eight hard questions in a row. And we're really focused on trying to systematically connect that chain from the applications people are hoping quantum computers we revolutionary for to a real honest to goodness way of building one. And if you could, if there's really a chain that links those two, if you can answer all eight of those hard questions, they could be, they could be transformative for almost every aspect of what we do in the military. But none of those applications has been proven. So, so it, there really is room right now for everything from a quantum computer to be the most important technology of the 21st century for the DoD and for the world to it really won't do anything. And that's, that's why DARPA is hoping to make a lot of progress in the next few years to figure out where in that spectrum does it fall. Okay, and Joe, that actually uh, leads me perfectly into this next question. How do you view quantum computing with the current state of tech? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that, so I am really excited by the promise of quantum computing. There are some fascinating scientific and technical questions surrounding it of, you know, what would it do and how would you build one? But we're really early, we're really at the early stages. I, I think that it's similar to kind of a, a Wright Brothers first flight moment where universities, companies, governments have shown that you can do things with quantum computers that we thought a while ago were impossible. Like you can control these exquisite states of machines uh, such that they can do some calculations better than any size classical supercomputer can do. But you'll notice I didn't say they can perform useful calculations better than any classical supercomputer. And so I think now we're at that point where you've shown you've got first flight, you've shown you can get off the ground. Now, now you need to show, is there a way to turn that into a rocket ship to the moon? And I think that's a, a, an open question with huge implications. And I think nobody really knows the answer yet, um, but we're, we're going to take a big swing at trying to figure out if, if, if we can make progress. Okay. And Joe, I know you said that you are in the earlier uh, stages of this, but have you faced any challenges so far with quantum computing? Oh, yeah. Like, I think that every program manager at DARPA tell you that there are huge challenges to getting an effort like this off the ground. I think, you know, one of the things we're, we're really kind of challenging the conventional wisdom in how you think about this problem, because I think traditionally a lot of people have tackled the the really hard and scientifically very interesting question of saying, how do I build a quantum computer next year that's twice as quantum as the one that I have this year? And that's an important question, and that's a hard thing to answer. But it doesn't necessarily show that we're getting any closer to a useful quantum computer. And so we're really trying to turn, turn around and look at the problem from the other direction and say, let's start from what's your hope for how good a quantum computer could be? Let's talk precisely about what problem you're hoping it can solve and the, the good that that would do for the world. And then try to map out how would you get to there? You know, if we're, let's, let's say precisely where do you want to go and let's talk about the route that's going to get you there. And the, the two programs we're running are really aimed at, at solving the two halves of that coin. Did that answer the question? It certainly did. And, and I was going to ask you a, a little more, I guess, uh, specifically, are there any 
any certain goals for quantum that you're aiming to accomplish in 2022? Oh, um, yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Both of the programs that I'm talking about are just getting started. The quantum benchmarking program, I think is going to kick off uh, later this week on Thursday, the, the US 2QC program I was telling you about, we're just soliciting proposals now. So we have to go through the whole source selection process before we fund anybody to do this. So we're always hopeful that we will make a huge amount of progress in, in the first year of a program that we're working. But we design these as multi-year programs because we know there's going to be setbacks and we don't know how much progress we're going to make. But for quantum benchmarking in particular, which is starting this week, I'm hoping that by the end of the year, we'll be able to really identify what kinds of yardsticks do we want to make for quantum computers? Like what are the five or six or 10 areas where we really want to say, okay, chemistry or okay, material science or drug discovery. These are the problems we want to sink our teeth into. We think that there's a, a reason to believe we can make good progress on coming up with uh, yardsticks for those applications for quantum computers. Uh, and then in the last two years of the program, of the three-year program, we'll be able to really sink our teeth into how do we really define that metric? How, how do we really think about how we track progress towards those goals? So I think if by the end of the year, we can come up with what are the benchmarks we want to try to pursue, that I'd, I'd be very happy with that progress for that program. And the US2QC program is really just gonna be getting off the ground. So by the end of 2022, we really want to get an idea of which underexplored approaches do we wanna investigate? And we wanna start defining how do we verify and validate those approaches? Like what's the best plan? One of the interesting things about this program is that unlike a traditional DARPA program, it doesn't have a set number of phases and the phases don't have set lengths because we know these machines are going to be really complex and the different ways people have proposed to build them are really completely different than each other. It's like saying, I want to have a technology that takes me from LA to New York, but some people want to build a car. Some people want to build a pair of tennis shoes. Some people want to build a jet. Some people want to take a ship. Like the, the system you, you come up with to decide, can they really build that thing and will it really work? They're going to be totally different for each of the technologies. And so we've acknowledged that here. And so by the end of this year, I think we're hoping that we will have figured out not only which technologies we want to track and verify and validate, but what's the plan going forward over the next few years to really do that in a rigorous, collaborative, effective way. And so I, I guess th th those are the, the goals for those two programs by the end of the year. And as far as what the future holds for quantum computing, where do you see it in the next five to 10 years? Well, that, so that, that is such a great question. And really the reason that I started these programs is that people asked me that question and I couldn't give them a good answer. And in fact, the, the answer was, well, it's either going to have made a huge difference or we will have discovered it doesn't do anything. And that was totally unacceptable for DARPA to not have an understanding better than that. And so the, I, I think I have to be honest and, and say that I really don't know where we're going to be in 10 years. And the, the fact that there's so, the possibilities are so broad from it being fantastic to doing nothing, is, is the reason, is, that's exactly the reason that we've started these programs to try to figure out what is the impact going to be? And, and what should we do? What should we do about it? 
Wow. Well, um, I'm really excited myself to see what the future holds um, for quantum computing. It seems like it is going to be a journey that is full of surprises. Um, (laughs) And uh, I do have a, I do want to know before we end, I just want to know if there's anything else you want to add or any final thoughts um, that you have that you want to share about quantum computing? Yes. Since there is a solicitation on the street, I guess I wanted to say to anybody who thinks they've found a way to build a useful quantum computer that is surprising and you think would surprise the world with how effective or how quickly you'll be able to build it. We would really love to hear from you on, on US2 QC and, and we'd love, we'd love to talk about it. Okay, perfect. Well, Joe, I really do appreciate you taking out time to speak with me um, today about this. This is really a wonderful thing, an exciting thing, and I think people will love to hear about it and we'll definitely uh, keep tracking this. So we will have to probably talk with you again to get an update from you because I know things are going to be launching this year. So hopefully we can talk with you again and you can give us an update on, on what quantum computing is doing. That would be great. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is great. Cybercast along with GovCast and HealthCast is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com. 